The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 114. Friday, October 24th, 2008. All right. Now, I don't know if there's any way you can watch this video while... If... What? The audio from the video. What about it? Is I don't, I'm saying I don't think you can, like, mix it in. Right? Later, yeah. Well, I, I know later. I'm in now. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, I can't. Well, can you, can you watch the video right now? Yeah. What is it? We're funnyordie.com. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's a picture of, like, Ron Howard. You just click on the picture. Ah, it's at the top. Yeah. All right, I'm watching it. Hi, guys. I'm Ron Howard. I want to take a break from directing for a minute and do something that I've never done before. And that's talk about this election that we've got coming up. This is really an important one, America. Because for the last eight years, our country has been going down a divisive and wrong-headed path which is why it is so crucial that we vote for change. And I'm talking about real change, the kind of change that will allow us to trust our government again, which is why I've chosen to vote for Barack Obama. And I say that not as a Democrat or a Republican, because I have voted for candidates from both parties in the past, and I probably will again. So, as some of you might remember, I began my career as an actor. But over the last 25 years, I've worked hard to establish myself as a respected director, and even a serious filmmaker. So as I said, I've never done this before, and I hope never to do it again. But I guess you could say I'm feeling pretty desperate these days. So as a demonstration of my sincerity, this is for you, America. All right, so should I explain what's going on here? In the video? Yeah. Yeah. No, what's going on with the trees outside? <laughs> well, wait a minute. How the heck? How did he look like he's 50 years younger? <laughs> because he shaved and they put a, a red-haired wig on his head and these, like, children's clothes. So, anyway, so, so what happened? So, if wait. this guy, if Ron Howard can look this good, <laughs> why does he go around looking like a homeless person? <laughs> Because he's a director. That's how they look. He looks look pretty good. Disheveled. I know. So wait. So anyway, so Ron Howard starts out in this video. So he goes into his makeup trailer and he shaves off his beard. And they put in the uh, and then they clip out his nose hairs. I don't know what the point of that is. <laughs> well, and so he, then they because put, he looks like a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> so then they put on him and these like children's clothes. Wait, they put and what? All of a, a red wig. Say you know, it like again. Fake hair. I know. Say it again, but you dropped out. <sighs> what? Well, I don't understand what this dropping out is. I don't. It's Skype. <sighs> Piece of garbage. Ever since you moved, it's been dropping out. Well, blame. Well, then it's Comcast. Yeah, I know. There's two. <laughs> we can't both be on Comcast. <laughs> We're overloading Comcast. Garbage. So anyway, so so they, they trimmed this, his nose hairs. Yes, and then they put this uh, a wig on his head of like real looking red hair, you know, like he used to have. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, so he runs out of the trailer, and all of a sudden he's in black and white, <laughs> and he sits down on this tree stump, and there's Andy Griffith as Andy Griffith. He's like ninety years, and he's like, "Hey, hey, how's it going there, Oh. 
Hey, Paul. Hey, Hope. You look like you got something on your mind, son. Paul, why are people so set on staying on the same road that's been messing us up for so long? Well, Hope, people are funny. Sometimes change scares them. They'd rather keep doing the same old thing that's been messing them up than change to the thing that can help them. Like the time I wanted to fish for lake trout using peanut butter and jelly as bait? That's right, Oak. You got stubborn and wouldn't switch no matter what I said. When I'm a grown-up, I sure would like to vote for somebody as good as Mr. Obama. Well, if you stay healthy and strong, avoid any felonies, and stay away from the butterfly ballot, I bet you'll get a chance. If you stay healthy and strong and avoid any felonies, what? <laughs> and Andy Griffith believe... music is playing. I can't believe he's still alive. I know. And then wait, so then he 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 comes out of there. He goes back to the makeup tent. Yeah. And they take the wig off again. And now they put another red-haired wig on him. And now it <laughs> it's the Fonz. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I've just acted like an eight-year-old kid from a 40-year-old television show. Please don't let this be in vain. But I know a lot of you are thinking that I'm just following some liberal Hollywood trend. That's not me. And besides, if I was anything less than sincere, would I do this? 9, 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, a rock, we're going to rock. Around the clock, tonight, wait, Hey, Cunningham, finish your homework. Sure, Fonz. Hey, how did your date go with the Rodriguez twins? Sure, please. American they saucer. <laughs> ah, gee, Fonz, I sure hope our country gets itself back on track. You know, I'll tell you something. Eight years ago, I thought to myself, okay, we got these presidents of the United States, Cheney Bush. We should give them a shot. Was I rude? I was so rude. You were wrong, Fonz? Okay, that's the word. But see, now we can make it right, right? And after we vote, you want a double day? <laughs> yeah, my friend Janet Patowski. She's got this girlfriend from uh, Alaska. You mean the girl who shoots moose? Wait a minute. Shoots moose? I thought she said she was loose. Wait. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler looks exactly like he did in Happy Days. I know. They got a leather jacket on him, jeans. He's, he's standing in front of an old Chevy. Uh, they even they even cut his hair like the Fonz and dyed it. Yeah, I mean this is the first time. And act and Ron Howard is wearing the uh, uh, what's what's him call it? Um, the heck is his name? Unhappy days. <laughs> Richie Cunningham. Rich, yeah, Richie Cunningham. He's wearing the Richie Cunningham clothes, like the blue sweater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is so bizarre because this is the first time I've ever seen Henry Winkler. Not playing some kind of like a a, a dweeb or a weasel. Yeah, it's like some yeah, like some, <laughs> a dweeb or a weasel or chicken. <laughs> we haven't done those characters in decades, but the three of us agree that with Barack Obama, we Americans have a rare opportunity to elect an extraordinary president. Andy, Henry, and I love our country. And we just hope that we could earn an extra five minutes of your time to really think through this important election. Register and vote with your heart, your mind, and with courage and vision. That's all I ask. Funny or die. Well, actually, speaking of the election, so there yeah. was that thing with Ron Howard and Henry Winkler and Andy Griffith, and then this other thing that I sent you 
was that Stephen Stephen Baldwin has Ah. challenged Barack Obama to a boxing match. Yeah, he's he's just useless. So Stephen Baldwin's turning into uh, Uvi Ball. Screech? Oh. (laughs) Or Screech. Yes, uh, Dustin Diamond. (laughs) What's going on with that? What kind of a minister challenges people to boxing matches? Wait, he's a minister now? Yeah, he's like a born-again <laughs> Christian minister. Oh, any, anybody could be a minister. It's, it's a little too easy to become a minister. I, I don't get it. <laughs> well, there's it's like no training. Well, besides, I've never heard of a white minister before. But What? They invented the church. How could they not have been ministers? I've heard of white priests and black ministers. No, there's... there's like, like MC Hammer, right? <laughs> MC Hammer. Isn't he a minister, too? Well, MC Hammer uh, uh, presided over the wedding of Corey Feldman. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, but speaking of the election... Um, you know, if you're out there and you hear this in the next couple of weeks and you don't feel like voting for Obama or McCain or Ralph Nader or whoever else is running and you feel like writing in a vote, we we advise you to write in Paunch Stevenson for president. <laughs> Wait, don't say that, because what if he wins? Oh, then which one of us is going to be the president? <laughs> be me. <laughs> I'll be the vice president. Um, no, the funny, the irony of that is uh, that is the the origin of the Paunch Stevenson uh, uh, moniker is is actually that I, I I don't know what grade it was eighth or ninth grade. Um, they you know they'd have these these pointless student council uh, elections. I don't I, whatever they were called the uh, and um, yeah, the student government. Yeah, oh, God. It's just a waste. And we didn't like anybody that was running or, or we, we just didn't care. I mean, half of these it things, was pointless. There, was, there was one choice. It was like, wait, why are we voting? There, this person's running unopposed. Right. And we, we just weren't going to do it. So there was always that line to write in. And we'd always write in Paunch Stevenson. <laughs> and he'd get some votes. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, Paunch Stevenson. That's a good point, though. What exactly did the student government students do? What, what? did they do? What was the point of student government? Um, they did, uh, it was nothing. I think, like, uh, I think the seniors organized the prom, and the juniors organized a junior prom. <laughs> yeah, but I know. Freshman saw that. I don't think you did anything. So you get a prom committee. You don't need a student government to organize a prom. Yeah, I don't know. It's no point. Because these were all of these these things like existed back in the fifties and sixties when when students were actually capable of doing these things. <laughs> you know, and and now it's just no, and nobody cares. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. So what episode is this? 
Well, this is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 114. I am Rob, you are Greg, mm. and we have the uh, we have Halloween coming up Yes, very soon. What are you going to be? Here's what happened. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> The uh, uh, the the digital press uh, video game store. They have that uh, Neva meeting. What is it? The North American Video Game Aficionados. Uh, I think North Atlantic. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, they, you know, they have that get together once a month. We've been there before. At the um, store. Yeah. In Clifton, New Jersey. Right. So uh, we were thinking about going to this one. But it's it's you know coming up in a couple of days, right. and you know they're like, oh yeah, you know everyone should come in costume. Now there'll probably be one person there in costume, but so I figured, oh yeah, that'd be a good idea. But the problem is I don't have enough time to order something online where I could definitely get whatever I wanted. So I don't have enough time, so I have to have to drive around looking for something, and that didn't work out too well today. Is that why you're angry today? No, that's 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 only part of the reason. The other part of the reason was I hate Craigslist. Why? Well, because, you know, I, I mean, why this time? Well, you know, you reply to these listings these people have and either they don't reply or that you, you know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's still available, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll reply like, oh, I want to buy it. And I'd say, well, when are you, you know, when are you available, whatever, and they never write back. I know it's frustrating. You know, for days. So this, this stupid woman was selling. We we've talked about this before. Um, there's the website Read Along. Was it Read Along Classics dot com? Read Along Adventures dot com. Yeah, it's Read Along Adventures dot com. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've talked about it. The guy on there takes the uh, the old real long adventures, either cassette or the uh, the little uh, mini uh, R, uh, 45 uh, records, and uh, he scans the pages from the books, and he makes like a flash movie out of it. So I had a bunch of these still in my basement from like 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Wow. And, you know, I, and I've talked about this I, and I told the guy, you know, if I could finally figure out a way to get this onto the computer, I would send it to him because he doesn't have some of these. Right. But you know, the problem is I don't have a turntable anymore. You know, the one I have doesn't have any output. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so I saw one on this like portable USB one on Craigslist and, you know, I contact the woman and she's like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, come by today. Here's my address. Mm -hmm. uh, here's my phone number in case you get lost, blah, blah. So after work, I drive up there. And it, it's a town. I don't even know if I should mention no, I won't mention the town. There's a town in northern New Jersey that has the most moron street address numbering scheme I've ever seen. Ever. What is it? You know how normally a street address would be like one, two, three, whatever. Yeah. Odd number on one side, even number on the other side. Yeah. Well, this town doesn't do that. They do, they have like 14 15, then 14 16, <laughs> then 14 17, and then the next house is, is 15 03. <laughs> so, so it's like Queens. <laughs> oh, is that how it is over there? Yeah, that's why I never go there. I can never find anything. Absolutely abominable. I know. 
So I could not find this house. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's dark. None of these people have an outside light on, so you can't tell what the address is. And I, I'm calling the person's house. I'm like, leaving them messages. And, and this person lived at 14 18. So I go to this house, it's 14 17. Yeah. I'm like, well, this has got to be close enough, but, you know. And I, I go up to there, and it's this old couple living there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for this uh, record player, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, come in. <laughs> and so I go in. Okay. And the guy's like, he's like, are you picking it up or you're dropping it off? I'm like, what do you, wait, what do you mean dropping <laughs> it off? I'm buying it. Is it here for repair? No, no, no. It, it's brand new in the box. Mm-hmm. And his wife is there, and he's like, oh, and I'm, I'm saying, uh, yeah, it was this, I couldn't remember the woman's name from the email because I didn't have it you know, with me. It was in the car. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I can't remember her name. And, and he's, he's asking his wife, like, oh, do you know where this record player is? She's like, I don't know. For <laughs> <laughs> like 10 minutes, of five, I'm like, wait, what, I don't know this. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this like ninety-year-old guy repairs plasma TVs. What? So what does that have to do with record players? I don't know. He thought it was being fixed. <laughs> what? I don't know. So finally, I'm like, oh, and I remember that. I'm like, the, the person's name is this, and and she's like, that's not my name. I'm like, yeah, I, I realize that now. I'm like, it's a wrong address. <laughs> So I'm like, where is 14-18? They, they didn't know. <laughs> how did they not know? I don't know. How could they not know? Because how could you know you're living in that kind of idiotic numbering <laughs> scheme? <laughs> so what happened? I, I left. Did you get it? No, I, I, was, I drove back home. So did you ever call this person or email this person? Oh, hold on. So I leave a message. The last message I leave, it was probably like, I don't know. Basically, the person's like, come, you know, I'll be home after six o'clock. Yeah. I got there at like 630. Doesn't answer the phone. Seven o'clock. Doesn't answer the phone. Like, what, what the heck? Finally, you know, after I was talking to these people for like 20 minutes, I'm like, forget it. I, and I'm driving around and around and I can't find them. I'm like, I'm, that's it. I'm leaving. So it's like 730. And I, they call me back on my cell phone. Oh, yeah, we got your message or what? I'm like, I couldn't find the address. You couldn't. Oh, oh, uh, well, I'm sorry. And this and that. I'm like, I, I just she's like, do you still want it? I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I just wasted 10 bucks of gas, probably. Yeah. Driving up there. Yeah. Can't find your stupid address. You're supposed to be home at six. You don't answer the phone. So that was the first annoyance of the night. Well, did you end up getting it? No. No. Oh. Man. It was seven thirty. I wasn't driving all the way back up there. You should have offered her fifty for it. Maybe I'll go there instead tomorrow. of sixty. I, let me get to the to the end of the story. So, as I'm driving up there, um, I'm passing. I'm on uh, what is called Route Seventeen, New Jersey, and I'm passing all these like Halloween superstores. Yeah, which they're obviously seasonal. They they probably only rented the place out just for you know this month. And I'm thinking, and every time I pass, I'm like, oh, I should have stopped there or whatever, whatever. And I, I didn't. So I figure, okay, so I'm going back home and I didn't stop. And I figure, you know what? There's a Halloween store in Belleville. 
It's called the State Fair. It's been there forever. Yeah. So yeah, it's big. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, all right, I'll go down there. I, I get at like eight o'clock, and there's nowhere to park on the lot. Huh. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going here. So then I drive over to Party City. Was that in the Clifton Commons? Yes. There was somewhere to park there, obviously. I go in there. They have, like, nothing. The place is a ramshackle, disheveled mess. There is, like, 50 people waiting online to get into the fitting room with their kids. What do you need a fitting room? You just buy the costume. Uh, They they don't know if it fits. Who cares? It's Halloween. You just put on the mask and go out. Yeah, if so fitting. Come on. That was yeah, so that was a waste. So I ran out of there. Here's the thing. I want to make a very simple, cheap Indiana Jones costume. Can't. Why not? Because Halloween costumes are like sixty bucks. No, actually, if I had if I had the time, I could have gotten it online very very cheaply. How? There was like that safari shirt from Cabela's, that that hunting uh, supply website. It was like twenty five bucks. Yeah, but then you need the whip and the hat and the that that was like fifteen bucks. The holster thing. I don't need that. Suspenders. What? You didn't wear suspenders. All I really wanted was the shirt, and obviously the fedora, the hat, and the whip. That's all. The other stuff I could care less about. That's all I wanted. So Party City on their website had the, quote, official, whatever, the hat and the whip. Now, it's probably a piece of junk. Oh, yeah. Who cares? It was $15. For the two of those things together? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I go in the store. They have nothing. And I'm of not course. going to any more of those things. So for, so I'm going to have to go to these superstore places and look there. I, The other place in Belleville, I think, had it. But, th- I mean, the line's out the door. And I'll, the odds are I'll go in there. They won't have any left. I went to a couple different Halloween stores the past few days because I was looking for that wacko, jacko, Michael Jackson mask. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like $20, $21, $22, something like that. So I went in, and the first place I went to didn't have it at all. Mm. Um, it was this place in the Newport Center Mall in Jersey City. And then, so I went to a party city in Manhattan on 14th Street, and that place was crowded. I could barely even get in. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And I, I hate when places get that crowded, because I, I can't move, and I just I hate it. Mm. So I'm in there, I go to the back where all the costumes and the masks are and everything. And I ask the guy if they have any more of the Michael Jackson masks left. And he's like, oh, no, we, we don't have that. We just have his hair. God. <laughs> well, well, which hair? What am I going to do with with Michael Jackson hair? Well, remember, I actually found on one of the websites somebody had a, a mask that was even scarier than the Wacko Jacko. <laughs> I know. I'll have to post that. It was like it was like his face with jerry curls. It was just scary. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the the digital press store with you on Saturday dressed as Super Mario. Oh, God. Well, Everybody's going to be dressed as Mario. It's video game related. I already have uh, the costume. Why not? It's either that or the Jason mask. Oh, God. (laughs) You still have that? 
Yeah. And you have a knife? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, that's uh, video game related, too, because there was a Friday the 13th Nintendo Entertainment System game, which was horrible, but... Well, I either... I mean, obviously, I could always, you know, rip out my uh, original series uh, yellow Captain Kirk shirt. Yeah. Just wear that, but... Yeah, there was there were Star Wars video games. I mean, uh, Star Trek video Star, games. Yeah, Star Trek. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, this uh, record player that you were going to get, you sent me the link, and it's it's actually a pretty good record player. Yeah. It's USB. It's made by a company called Crosley. Probably Crosley. Crosley. C-R-O-S-L-E-Y. And it's, um, it's called the Keepsake USB Turntable. And it retails for about $140, $150. So you were going to get a brand new one for $60. Bucks. That's that's a good price. Yeah, I know. And the reviews for it seem pretty good on Amazon. So it's too bad those idiots didn't pick up their phone. Yeah, well, I guess I could try again tomorrow. I, I don't know. <laughs> and the weird thing, it's called the Keepsake USB Turntable because it's, it looks like one of those old children's portable record players mm. you know it has the lid and and the handle and everything but it has outputs usb and audio outputs but mm-hmm. the weird thing about it is that it plays normal uh 33 and a third records it plays normal 45 records and then it has a speed setting for 78 records mm. that's really old-fashioned so uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe a lot of uh, of record collectors out there collect old seventy eight records, and uh, you know, and, and I imagine they would want to transfer them to be able to listen to them. So that's kind yeah. of a cool feature. I remember when I was very young, maybe three or four years old, I had a little um, portable record player like the one that you have. And it had the 33 and a third speed. It had 45. It had 78. And and it also had the fourth speed, 16. What was that? 16. You know, and it's really strange that this cheap little children's portable record player had that speed setting. Because as far as I know, from what I've read, 16 records were like... Sometimes companies would release records that that played at 16 uh, rotations per minute and it was like it was like really old books on record or like th- you know th- things for blind people <laughs> they would really you know like now there's uh, audio books on the internet there's books on CD well back then 30 however many years ago I don't know there was books on record and that was like, again, as far as I've read, that was kind of all it was used for. And like some, some like documentation things and stuff like that. Not really for music. So it was kind of weird that such a specialized speed was included in this little rinky dink record player. I don't know. Must have had a purpose. It was weird. But yeah, if you end up tracking these people down and picking this up, for you know, fifty, sixty bucks. That's that's a good deal. Well, I mean, in reality, I'm only using it to record the stuff off of these forty fives, and then I'll just resell them. Like I have any use for it. That's true. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to use it for music, no. 
um, and you're not a record collector. I mean, that you know, for for an old beat up children's record, I guess the qual the sound quality isn't really that vital. No, it doesn't have to be perfect audiophile level sound quality. The sound quality is terrible on those things. Yeah. I had another thought. This this is one of my deep thoughts. You know, you know how if you're dreaming, it's very it, it, it's very difficult to move around. In the dream or in real life? No, in the dream, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. I want to move around for while you're dreaming. <laughs> this um, is your thought, not mine. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, you know, like, some people say, oh, I can fly in my dreams. And I'm like, no, I can't I don't fly. What, what is that? <laughs> well, it's because they're idiots. <laughs> but, we we are very logical, intelligent yeah. people. We do not fly in our dreams. Yeah, so, you know, it's always like a lot of dreams, you're you're like running away. Sometimes you're running away from something and and it's difficult to run, obviously, because you're not moving in reality. Yeah. And because there's like that semblance of reality there and, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, you get in a car. It's like you never get in a car and drive anywhere in a dream. You're always <laughs> stuck somewhere. Very stupid. <laughs> always walking. Uh, yeah. Like walking slowly or, or in my case, I always seem to be like falling off a building or <laughs> well. falling down the stairs. <laughs> wow. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, you know, being chased by the police or something. I don't know. Wow. So, um, however, in the, this dream I had the other night, I, I devised a, a great way of moving, of moving through my dreams. What is it? I'm not running. Hot air balloon? No. I'm not running. I'm not walking. I'm not driving. I'm not flying. I'm not jumping. I'm not skipping. I'm not swimming. Teleporting. I'm not teleporting. I'm pole vaulting. What? <laughs> pole vaulting? Yes. That's how I'm moving around in my dream. I'm using a pole vault. It, like in the movie, one of my favorite movies, Tremors. <laughs> you know, they're stuck in these boulders. He's like, we just got to follow them residual boulders. And they're pole vaulting from one to the other. And. Wow. Maybe that's where I got the idea. I don't know. But I was, man, I was moving around. I was moving through this this neighborhood, just pole vaulting in these these perfectly placed holes in the middle of these people's yards. Ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, and I'm moving. Wow. Now, of course, in real life, I would never be able to pole vault. No. Kidding me? <laughs> uh, all right, real quick, last thing, have to mention it. Juan in uh, what is it, Minnesota? <laughs> Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> Why do I always? <laughs> Why are sorry? Sorry. The worst. Sorry. All right. So Juan in Missouri, he came through, right? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his actual name is. It's Juan. No, I don't think it is. Well, but whatever. So you know, he well, he knows who it is. Yeah. So what did you get? Uh, he he offered. To send me his old uh, Sega Genesis. Well, it was either that or it was going to get thrown in the garbage. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he said he, he, you know, he said basically his parents made him get rid of it, and uh, he he could have sold it on eBay, but he figured he'd rather just you know give it to somebody who is a video game uh, 
collector, aficionado, etc., such as me. So what did you get? Uh, so it, it was uh, basically a bunch of games. Uh, Any good ones? One of, uh, some of them were, were pretty good. Uh, uh, some of them I already had. Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, there was Sonic. Uh, it was actually Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2, and 3. Wow. And I actually still needed 3, so that was good. And uh, Sonic Spinball, uh, all three Mortal Kombats. You know, I'm not a fan of those. What else? Sega Genesis? Yeah, yeah, oh Original. yeah, an actual Sega Genesis, even though, you know, I, I do have one already. What is um, it, the, the Nomad? Yes, the Sega Nomad, which you kept calling, asking me why, you know, why it was a Game Gear and how I was playing Sonic the Hedgehog on a Game Gear with a <laughs> Genesis cartridge. I know, hey, it's been a while. It's been a long yes. time since I've seen a Nomad. Yeah, it's a Nomad and it has all the, uh, the stuff for it, which, I mean, that was like, you know the big thing that I that I was looking for. I mean, the other stuff I have already, but this Nomad is like wow. Uh, also, he uh, he sent me the uh, the blue Konami light gun. Yeah, that's that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and uh, what else did he send me? Oh, and Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's ignorant. Uh, I I know the angry video game bear did. I think he did a review on it a long time ago. But I mean, how hilarious is that game that the object of the game is to free like six year old children? I know. And he frees them. And then the ch- the kid is like, oh, Michael. <laughs> it is the, the strangest, eeriest thing for some reason. Right. Like, I don't know why. But in the early 1990s, even in the late 1990s, Sega was obsessed with making Michael Jackson video <laughs> games. They only made one. Well, there was the arcade Moonwalker, then they made the Genesis version, then they made the Master System version, and then they put Michael Jackson in Space Channel 5 for the Dreamcast. <laughs> they were obsessed with him. The only the only funny thing about it is is it does you know the background music is uh, at least in the first part is uh, uh, from Billy Jean. Yeah, it's it's Michael Jackson music, but yeah, it's and very yeah, strange. So mean, yeah, so it was that uh, a few other games. I don't know if I'm forgetting anything, but uh, yeah, so uh, you know, and I and uh, you know, I just uh, agreed to pay him for the shipping. Cool. So it was a uh, very good, very very uh, nice on his part. Uh, and I'm sure if they're, you know, the games that I already have, I'll wind up probably trading with uh, one of the other Nava people. Yeah. At some point, I still have to go through everything. Digitpress.com. Yes. And, you know, um, it's funny. We actually haven't, we didn't talk about this on our last recording. But while you were at my house, <laughs> I was showing you all the, the video game systems that I have, that I have, gotten in the last couple of months i know you've gone uh, you've gone nuts <laughs> i know I, I told i told you i get into these things and can't stop <laughs> they're worse than i am now oh clearly so i wound up getting uh, the 5200 atari 5200 um the atari 7800 uh and the coleco vision uh and and uh, what else did i get uh, well, there was the ColecoVision steering wheel, the Atari oh, 5200 yeah, trackball. You know, a lot of games. Which and, are big. Th- yeah, a ton of games. 
Well, I, I just I won these lots that weren't that much money. You know, they were like 20 bucks, 30 bucks for the system and all these games. I'm like, hey, you can't pass this up. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I, oh, and the Atari Flashback 2. Oh, yeah. The plug and play. So while you were here, we were testing them all. <laughs> and by testing, it, it was essentially me putting a game in, turning it on, you playing it for about 15 seconds saying, get this thing out of here, <laughs> shutting it off, next game. Yeah, it was like one after the, the other for about 100 help. different games. I know. And then you didn't like anything. I know. No, not the, you know, all right. The, the Atari 7800 was actually a little bit better than I was expecting because I had never played one before. Controllers were okay. The graphics were kind of decent on some of the games, horrible on some of the games. Better than I expected, still not very good. I'm sorry. (laughs) The Atari, uh, the ColecoVision, I had played that at my neighbor's uh, apartment many, many years ago when I was like, you know, five, six, seven years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, that the same thing with me with the, the 5200, um, if you haven't played something in like 10, 15 years, I don't remember what it is. Yeah, so I, I really didn't remember it. So um, I was impressed by some of the graphics and some of the games and some of the music and stuff. Um, some of the games were pretty advanced. And the controller was okay. And so overall, I thought it was kind of decent. I figured if somebody had this thing back in 1982, 1983, you know, it's, it was pretty cool. Then you hooked up the atari 5200 Mm, monster i always hear about and read about all these horror stories about how horrendous the joystick is the controller and these things break they don't work they're terrible they don't center this and that and i picked up the atari 5200 joystick and i was especially picking it up right after playing the ColecoVision. i thought the atari 5200 controllers were very very well made they felt mm. very durable and very high quality. The ColecoVision, I know, the ColecoVision controller had kind of like a cheap, plasticky, squeaky feel to it. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. But the, the 5200 controller was very solid. And I, I didn't have a problem with the actual joystick. It didn't self-center all the way. But yeah, but so what? For those games, it was fine. Yeah, I you know I the same thing with me. Um, I, I was surprised. I you know these these people scream and yell about it, but you know I really didn't think it was that bad. No, and it was cool because they had a pause button on the controller. Yeah. Again, this is back in 1982. Um, of course, the ColecoVision and the and the Atari 5200 both had that stupid telephone <laughs> keypad, which made no sense. Uh, but well. The pro- the one thing about the 5200 is the buttons, particularly the fire buttons. Yeah, the red buttons on the side were kind of soft. Yeah, they don't work that well anymore because it, the design of it was basically inside of it is is really only a it's like a sheet of paper with a circuit on it. They call it a flex circuit, and you know uh, just pressing this rubber button on this flex circuit, it just doesn't register. Yeah. And I cleaned them as much as I could, but um, now supposedly there's a company out in California that sells replacements uh, that supposedly work really well. And one of these days I'll get them, but 
Um, yeah, I was surprised by that. The ColecoVision uh, controllers, um, the uh, the fire buttons on a lot of these joysticks didn't work. So I'm like, well, that's strange. But the good thing about their buttons is that it's an actual hard button with a spring. Yeah. So the fire button is much, much better. Um, the bad thing about that that controller is it has a very short uh, joystick part piece. It's just diff- very difficult to control, and a lot of the games don't work <laughs> all that well with the, the diagonal stick, especially Donkey Kong. It's just so slow. Um, but what happened is, so I'm like, oh, you know, I'm looking at all these joysticks. Only one, the fire buttons, actually worked. <laughs> wow. So, what is this? I know you had so about six on, controllers, too. Yeah, so I went on AtariAge.com in the forum, and the you know the solution is basically to go out and buy uh, uh, electrical uh, contact cleaner, uh, which is not exactly cheap, but I, I wound up getting it at Guitar Center, and um, I sprayed some in there, and voila, like that, it worked. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Just, just like that, boom, it, it worked. So that is the you know, Paunch Stevenson show tip of the episode. <laughs> I if know, your so, ColecoVision controllers uh, aren't working, open them up and spray some electric mm-hmm. contact cleaner in there. And uh, the stupid steering wheel, I have no idea how to fix that. <laughs> Don't. I saw him I a, those I racing two, games are terrible anyway. Two broken steering wheels, a broken... Well, actually, my other ColecoVision, the first ColecoVision I got in an auction, it didn't work. And wound up getting refunded from PayPal. Right. But after I got this one, it turns out that the problem with the first one was the AC adapter didn't work. <laughs> that enormous, like oh. twenty pounds. That AC adapter, right? It's it, it's one of those like wall warts they call it. It's the big black square oh. that plugs into the wall. It was absurd. Why was it so gigantic? I don't know. The wires on the ColecoVision, and I think maybe the 5200 also, the wires for the controllers were very, very, very short. <laughs> Ridiculously short. Um, now the, 50, the 5200 were not that bad. The, the ColecoVision, it is ridiculous. It's like a foot because long. It, it's like a, it's a curve. It's like a, it's a spiral like telephone cord. Yeah, but it doesn't and stretch very far. No. And the worst part is... You're plugging it in, in in like the middle of the console. Yeah, it's not know. even the front. Yeah, they could so have come up with a better design. But I like the design of the Atari Fifty Two Hundred. It's just gigantic. It's, it's like the size of my computer desk. It's gigantic, <laughs> it and and the trackball. Yeah, and the trackball was like it's like the size of a table. I don't understand, mm. but it works. It was you know, cool to use. Yeah. But the, the the reason was the Atari mantra back then was they wanted everything to be enormous because bigger, bigger better. was better. Yep. Imbeciles. Well, so but, the I was impressed with the ColecoVision. Some of the games, then the Atari Fifty Two Hundred. It seemed it seemed like the same thing. Like some of the games were, eh, these these look okay. These look a little bit better than Atari Twenty Six Hundred games. Kind of stick figures. And then some of the games were pretty impressive. So it was, you know, f- on both consoles, it was kind of hit or miss in terms of of games that really pushed the technology. 
And again, the interesting thing is uh, there's a there's a website call for ColecoVision called the Opcode Games. That's how you spell it. What uh, is that? Opcode Games. Yeah, O P C O D E Games dot com. Huh. Uh, they actually sell a couple of uh, some. They sell some ColecoVision games there. Uh, I think they made some kind of a Space Invaders port. And the guy, Eduardo, is working on uh, one. Uh, it's very, very close to being ready. It's called Pac-Man Collection. And basically, it's like Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. Uh, I don't know if Super Pac-Man's on there or not. I forget. A bunch of different Pac-Mans. But it's actually the the actual arcade, like, ROM that he's got on there. I'm And I, I've seen uh, somebody had a, has a video of it somewhere on YouTube. Uh, but it, it, it's amazing. So and this is for ColecoVision. Just to be clear, this is not a game that was released back no. in the early 1980s. This is something that some guy did in his home this year. Well, for it's taken him several years. Right, but it's, it's not an officially released ColecoVision game. No, in fact, Atari at the time, which was releasing some of their games for, for ColecoVision, um, and of course vice versa, they they were supposed to make a uh, uh, Pac-Man, but you know with the video game crash and all, they they canceled it. But I've seen their uh, with the prototype for their Pac-Man looks like, and it it let me first of all, I mean it's much better looking than the 2600 version. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I don't even know that it's that much better than the 5200 version, which is a very good version of Pac-Man. And, you know, so there, there's that. But the, I originally I thought that's what this guy was doing. But no, I mean, he, he's actually he actually took the actual arcade version, basically. It's very impressive. But, yeah, I, you know, my opinion is, you know, the 5200, I, I am not it's not that I'm impressed so much with it, but I like it. Even though a lot of the games on it are 2600 games with you know, essentially a little bit better sound and graphics. Yeah. And obviously probably you could argue inferior control. <laughs> it's still, I like it. It's still nice to play. Um, the ColecoVision, I don't, I just don't like the joystick. The fire button is fine, but the actual joystick knob itself is just, it just stinks. Yeah. Well, it's, it has a very cheap, stiff, plasticky feel to it. Yeah. And whereas the, the Atari 5200, the the joystick had a has a very smooth, soft, nice feel to it. Yeah, you know, as far as only... movement goes, I, I'm I'm not talking about the actual texture of the plastic. I'm talking yeah. about moving it up, down, left, right. It has it's much more smooth than the ColecoVision. Yeah, and then the 7800. Um, you know, a lot. I know a lot of people defend that system, but. <laughs> I've tried a lot of games, and I got to tell you, about the only games that I find remotely playable are the ports, you know, from like the classic arcade, you know, twenty six hundred games, you know, Asteroids or um, well, Pole Position, Joust, Dig yeah. Dug, Galaga. Yeah, they have Donkey Kong. It's, it's the you know the controls is very hard, very slow. Well, looking side by side, the NES version, <laughs> right, the Nintendo version of Donkey Kong, which was good, compared to the Atari 7800 version of Donkey Kong, 
the graphics are actually very similar, mm. except the Atari 7800 had a lower resolution, so it just looks like it's a little bit more stretched out. Yeah. But they're very similar. Audio. Not the sound. <laughs> yeah, sound. No. The Atari 7800, yeah. you know, they just put the old 1977 Atari 2600 sound chip inside of the Atari 7800, which, which was supposed to be the, quote, pro system in the 1980s. Mm. It was awful. Yeah, well, there are some games which have a sound chip in the actual game cartridge. Yeah, those sound pretty good. Yeah, they sound all right. But um, they're obviously not at NES level. But it's it's not just the graphics or the sound, it's the control. The control is terrible. Well I mean the the joystick is is not it's not that great. I know that it's very um, stiff, like the Coleco video. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gives you very there's very, very little small like range of movement. Yeah. But that's why they went out of business. <laughs> Nintendo didn't. Yeah. So anyway, thanks to Juan. Yes. And uh, and Paul and everyone else, Dennis and and uh, head dancing. Well, <laughs> and Brian in New Jersey, and we'll go to the uh, digital press store on Saturday, and we'll take pictures and we'll post them on the site. So you can see you, you can see a whole bunch of video game nerds all dressed up, <laughs> including yeah, us. Yeah, well, that, that's if they actually go through with it. No, they'll somebody dress- else. Somebody else there better not be Indiana Jones. I will be very unhappy. I hate that. I hate showing up at a party or something and someone else wearing the same costume. Yeah, I know. Which in your case is going to be like everybody in the store. They insist on wearing that Mario costume. Well, it's either that or the Jason mask. <sighs> I gave you some good ideas. We could have gotten the Blues Brothers costume. <laughs> Matching. It's too late now. Uh, well, yeah, I know. I mean, you could go to like, like I, I'm looking at these kinds. These are supposed to be adult costumes. Some of these stores, they're barely even like pajama quality. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, what is this? I mean, there's actual costume that's supposed to be clothing. It's made out of foam. I know it's the cheapest material that they could possibly find. Man. It has about three stitches of thread in it, holding it together. <laughs> And then they charge $60 for it. I know, man. These kids now, they have no imagination. Imagination like I did back in eighth grade when I was home at a clown. <laughs> I know, in blackface. Blackface. <laughs> Actually, I forgot. When I was at the Halloween store and I was at Party City before looking for the Michael Jackson costume, as I was walking out, I was trying to squeeze my way out from the hundreds of people <laughs> that were in there. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. And as I'm walking past all these people, I hear someone say, Oh, man, they're all out of the Osama Bin Laden costume, man. Why would someone want to be Osama Bin Laden for Halloween? Uh, Because they're idiots. Stupid. Why does the Prince of England dress up as Adolf Hitler? He did? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he, caught, he caught hell for it, but... Wow. Stupid. You know, I don't know about the people that dress up as Transformers and then actually transform into a vehicle. 
and then roll around. That is the strangest thing I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> I don't imagine if someone's dressed up like that. Actually, I found a picture. I found a picture of some kind of Halloween party of some sort recently. It's Michael Bay and Mike Tyson. What? And Michael Bay is dressed up ridiculously. Wait, why is Michael Bay hanging out with Mike Tyson? I don't know. Wait, let me see if I can find it real fast. I gotta show you this. Alright. Jerry Seinfeld dressed up like a bee. Still? We gotta put this picture in there too. This is a disaster. Side by side with Michael <laughs> Bay. How do I send a conversation? Yeah, I'll do I'll make another collage like I did with the last episode. Yeah. What the <laughs> <laughs> This is stupid. And then there's the Michael Bay. What is he wearing? <laughs> Nothing. His underwear. What the heck? What is Mike Tyson supposed to do? Why does Mike Tyson looks, look, look like he weighs uh, 400 pounds? He's not even wearing a costume. And he's the scariest guy in the room. My God. All right. I, I have to turn it. I have to get this out of here. <laughs> I can't look at that. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, Jerry Seinfeld disastrous. Oh, by the way, I saw I have a movie review. Oh no. Um, I have two. I have two movie reviews. Oh come on. I saw Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. What? Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I heard you, but what is that? Starring Michael Sarah and Kat Dennings. Oh, I don't even want to hear about it. It's one of these uh, teenage comedies, and it, uh, the commercials yeah. made it look funny. I like Michael Sarah; I think he's funny, and but the the movie for me just kind of was not very good. It was okay. There were a couple of funny parts, but I would say it's more of a rental. Mm. And then the other movie I saw, which I thought was very good and very funny. Was Bill Maher. Ah! Religious. Yes. Religious. I saw that. It was yeah. good. It was very good. Yeah. It's very funny. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Very funny movie. You know, basically, he would go up to someone, let's say, for, for example. He would go up to someone and say, hey, uh, excuse me, can I ask you a few questions? Yeah, sure. Okay. The ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans believed that this guy Zeus lived in the clouds and he would throw thunderbolts at people. Is that true or false? Like, oh, duh, come on, of course, it's false. It's, it's just a stupid story. Okay, yeah. next question. Uh, the god of Mars lives on a red planet and does, the, you know, like the stupid questions. Oh, yeah, of course, that's fake. That's just a stupid story. Okay, next question. A guy, Jonah, lived inside of a giant fish for three days and then survived. Is that true or false? Oh, no, that that's in the Bible. That's true. Nah. It's like, but wait a minute. But you just said the story about a guy named Zeus living in the clouds. You laughed and said, of course, that's fake. But you think there was actually a guy, Jonah, who lived inside of a giant fish? You think that's real? Yeah, well, it's in the Bible. Of course it's real. And he's just like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand the, how. I don't. I just don't understand. And then he does that like clown laugh thing where he throws his hands up in the air and 
that. Tilts yeah. his head to the side. Yeah, it's just it's just very strange. Yeah. What what people you know, look. The Bible, you know, Jesus, he went around doing good things, he helped people. Help people who are less fortunate than you. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Uh, don't become obsessed with greed. Don't become obsessed with money. Okay, good. That's good. That makes sense. But then that doesn't mean every single word of the Bible is scientific fact that you have to believe. Yes. Anyway, it's it's a funny movie. Go see Religious. Well, it's not as if it's everywhere. <laughs> Well, if, uh, if it's playing in your area, go see it. Yeah, I'm looking for this uh, record player, blah, blah. He's like, are you picking it up or you're dropping it off? What do you, wait, what do you mean <laughs> dropping it off? I'm buying it. He's asking his wife, like, oh, do you know where this record player is? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, wait, I don't understand. What's going on here? 